0: Welcome, everyone. This is Virginia Parsons, a host of the Inspirational Businesswoman Show, and today's topic is how to organize your life in a box, featuring Soteria Cleronanum. Ah, said again, Soteria Cleronamos. <laughs> and here we go. Everyone this is Virginia Parsons your hangout mentor and the host of the inspirational businesswoman show where you know it is my passion and my purpose to provide you the viewer with a goldmine of inspirational tips strategies and advice to help you grow your business from inspirational businesswomen in the know we have so many amazing women that we feature here on the show and this week is no different we have a wonderful guest coming from Quebec Canada to share with you all about how to organize your life in a box and why that's so important so I really appreciate your coming on in and watching us live today wanna to say welcome to our live viewers but also those of you who are catching it in replay because I know so many of you do that or catch the show on iTunes. And we appreciate your viewing and taking the time because I know your time is valuable. So thanks so much for being here. Let us know if you're live, where you're viewing from. We'd love to know that as well. Now, today's show is sponsored by hangout marketing.com. And this is the place that you can receive a brand new hangout and live stream marketing assessment would you like to really know how you can take your business to the next level increase your visibility and grow your expert status out there in the business world well all you have to do if you want to take advantage of this assessment is text the word success to 775-800-4179 And this assessment will only take you a couple of minutes, and it's going to reveal to you a lot about your skill set and your knowledge base in using all these live stream platforms to brand, grow, and market your business. And you might even qualify for a free shine strategy session with me where we're going to sit down and look at your business and how you can take it to the next level using live stream broadcasting like we're doing right here today doesn't mean you have to do a show like I do, but there's so many different ways you can use live stream. I want you to catch this wave and get the word out about your expertise. So, let's talk about today's guest. Now, I botched it the first time around. Let's see if I can get her name correct this time. I'm introducing to you Sotirio Cleronimos, and she is the co-founder of NiZovi. She's a detective. She's an investigator. She's been a police officer for over 20 years and oh my gosh, she's got quite a life story to share with you and it's going to help you understand why she's so passionate about this topic of how to organize your life in a box. Why do we need to do this? Why do we need to get our life in a box? I think that's going to be the first question for Soteria, but here's the subtopics I call our hot topics we're going to be talking about as well today. The first one is the consequence of disorganization. Are you disorganized? You know, I am a bit, when I look at my desk right now, you can't see it, but I've got a few stacks that I need to get through. And I have a feeling I need to get a few of these things in a box. So there's consequences to disorganization and we're gonna find out really what those can be and the impact can have not only on your life, but the life of your loved ones. Secondly, are you prepared for the inevitable are you think about it and Soteria is going to share with us that you know there's two things we can't avoid death and taxes we're gonna to have to be prepared for the inevitable and she's going to help you understand how to do that finally we're going to be talking about how do you create this life box legacy that she thinks is so important and foundational for everyone so Soteria come on in unmute yourself and say hi to our audience won't you
1: Hello, everybody, and thanks
0: for being here. We love having you here, and we love having people here who are viewing us live. And some of you are being a little shy right now. I know you're here viewing, but I don't know exactly who you are because you haven't typed in the comments section. So let us know who you are and where you're hanging out from. We appreciate that. We want to give you some acknowledgement because you're taking some time today and i think it's important time to be taken in learning some of the tips and strategies that these amazing women share with our viewers so soteria let's start with a little bit of your background cuz it's pretty fascinating you know we don't we see on tv shows that there's women police officers out there and detectives and investigators but i have never met one in real life until you And I think it's an unusual career for a lot of women, and that's one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on. I thought it was so important for, you know, all facets of professions to be on this show and to get the word out about what they're passionate about. So let's share with everyone your background, how you got into being in in law enforcement, first of all, and how that led to where you are today and what you're doing today. So first of all, Virginia, allow me to thank you for uh, the
1: honor and the privilege to come on your show and to speak to people and tell them about what I've lived and, and the importance of getting your life together in a box. So as I've said, I've been a police officer for 22 years. Why did I go into the police? I went in also at 27 years old, so I went in a little bit later than most people. And that was because when I'd see a fight, when I'd see things happening, I would always put my, you know, I'd always try to, settle the fight, or, or take care of things, so that there wouldn't be those those arguments and stuff. So I said, if I'm going to do this, I might as well get paid for doing this. So that's, that's that was the initial step about going into the police. And then I said to myself, okay, uh, this is something I've always wanted to do. I I did it. And then uh, you know, when we're talking about being an investigator, I can tell you that in police forces today, we women are a good 35 to 40 percent. We and a lot more women investigators. Why? Because we will be a little bit more meticulous sometimes we like investigating we like going a little bit deeper into things as as i know that there's many more today women surgeons and, and orthopedic surgeons which before in the past was something that was unheard of but today it's happening more and more often so women are getting up there and we're doing what we enjoy doing and um and making our taking our place in society as we should and so why do i do uh the past seven years as i've said i've been working for missing persons and finding dead people's family well in in 2007 i took a two-year leave of absence and i went to live on a boat with my with my husband and my two children who were at the time five and seven years old it was my husband's dream and i had just went through a one-year burnout and you know after having questioned my life and everything that i wanted i said well you know what it's been my husband's dream so now that i'm that I've gone through this questioning period of my life, I said, you know what, this is a good time to just pick up and go. So that's what we did. And you have to understand that when you're leaving from this world here to go on to the world of the elements and living with Mother Nature, you have to be prepared. And so I had made my own box to leave with my sister here in Montreal, because if I'm in the middle of the sea and something happens to me, uh, you know, a satellite phone is not something that you can use at all times. It's when you have a signal and if you're lucky. So I knew that if I ever had to take care of things, for example, pay my mortgage because I had rented out my home at the time, uh, take my mortgage, you know, pay my, continue to pay my insurances and everything. Well, somebody had to do that for me, check my bank account. So my sister would, was taking care of all that while I was gone. So I understood the necessity and the importance of getting your papers together. And when I came back after the two-year leave of absence, I got a special job uh, and I was working. I got the offer to go work at missing persons and finding dead people's family. And you have to understand that once you've lived an experience of living on the sea and dealing with the elements, you come back to this life and you're not the same person because you don't see life the same way. And so it fit more with the philosophy of who I became. And I told myself, well, you know what? I want to be in the police and do a job where it's more, uh, I'm helping people and being more, it's more of a. What can i say what's the word that i'm looking for uh, a more human job a job that doesn't focus at all on arresting people and you know put them putting them in jail but more how can i help them for the things that really matter because death and missing persons i mean that's that's impact that has a, a deep impact and so to do a job like this you need to be very compassionate and love the people so it's been a great journey for me to do this job and thanks to seeing what i've what i've seen in the past seven years I've seen where there is a lack in society. I've seen where families are destroyed because they don't know where to turn and what to turn to and where to look and what am I even looking for? So that's why the product has come about and that's why I, I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing now because of what I've seen that's been missing.
0: Wow! <laughs> I'm just gonna start there. I mean, my God, first of all, you took two young children on a boat on a sailboat right for two years
1: a five-year-old and a five-year-old and a seven-year-old my two boys Yep, we took them out of school oh. we said there's nothing we can we can give them except a legacy of saying you know what we spent two years with you and we've given you everything we've can and we showed you that but don't forget we're, we weren't sailors we're not mechanical we're not electrical so we went out there pretty much a little bit crazy you would say but to show them that if we can do this you know you can do anything in this world so just get out there and do the things you've always wanted to do
0: that's that's just phenomenal and i know that you wrote a book about this as well are there was there any time when you were out there that things got a little hairy a little uh challenging virginia
1: if you live on a boat and you travel Everything will happen to you. The only thing we didn't experience was a gun in my face But then again on the job I deal with the gun So God probably said let's slack off on her a little bit and let's give her other Experiences that you'll have to deal with Minus the gun so everything that you want whether it be storms whether it be your boat smashing whether it be You know not far from hurricane everything that you want We experienced because if you move on a boat you will experience everything if you stay in one place nothing will happen to you.
0: Okay, we need to pause with that comment. If you stay in one place, nothing will happen to you. Now we're getting relevant to our, our viewers and business and, you know, growing your business and being an entrepreneur, which is very challenging. You know, it's a lot easier to go out and get one of those day jobs. bs <laughs> 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 but certainly, as an entrepreneur, as someone who has reinvented myself, I don't know how many times I've reinvented myself. It—you can't stay in one place and grow. There's just no way. You have to always be stretching yourself, uh, challenging your limits, going past your comfort zone, if you're going to make a bigger impact in the world. And I think, especially, that's what we women want to do. I think men do too. But you know, women are nurturers, but we also. Want to support, uplift, and help others transform their lives. And so, yes, we can't stay in one place. So, that's the first big, you know, I'd say <laughs> aha that we can take from the show. And you can all write down in your notes. Um, but why don't you tell them the name of your book before we get into the rest of the interview? Because I imagine that that book was fascinating.
1: Well, the book is called Freedom Living Your True Life. And actually, it's not about. Uh, my boat experience it's about my burnout and everything that prepared me to go live on a boat because you have to understand when you leave this life everything that we live on it you cannot leave this world right here and just go directly on a boat there has to be an evolution of changing and being calm because you understand that up there you're on survival mode so if you're already stressed and if you're already you know living in the material world and going directly on a boat that's why, all the, that's why people get divorced. That's why families get torn apart. You have to have done quite a bit of work on yourself to go out there before you go out there. And once you're there, don't forget you're living in a one and a half with four people and everything that happens, it, it's a different life on a boat where the children are not apart. Even though they were five and seven, we had to work as a team. And so you go out there with this one team together and everything we live, we will live together. And so it's a completely different way of life than what we're used to and everything that we know. So it's an adaptation, but you know, we're as human beings, we are incredible and we are adaptable and there's nothing that we cannot do if we set our minds to do. Yes, of course there will be sacrifices and there will be suffering along the way, but you know what, eventually, eventually we're here to expand and grow beyond our means and become who we were supposed to be, who we came here to be in this life.
0: I love it and I and I love that you really so this you actually started the book after your burnout when you were getting prepared then for your sailing venture Uh, Fabulous. Um, I just want to let you know that we're having a Canadian show today, at least for our live viewers. we have got Pat from Montreal, and we've got Jane from Vancouver who have at least checked in with us. I know there's more on, but those are the ones that have typed in and let us know where they're hanging out from. So thanks for joining us today, gals. Hello fellow Canadians. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so let's get into the first topic. I know you've already alluded to it, and that's the consequences of disorganization. So let's dig deeper. What does it really mean to not have your life organized?
1: Oh my God, it's it's tragic. Honestly, it's very tragic. And people don't know where to look, what to look for and where to start. You know, we think we're organized, but many times, what is it, what is it that we really need? Has anybody ever sat down and told us what are your most important papers? What do you actually need? What will help you in times of distress or in times of chaos or if a death occurs or something like that? Nobody has ever told us the most important papers. And you know, where to keep them? Who do we talk to about that? Oh, we can't talk about death to people because you know, it's a taboo subject. But as I tell people, is there anything else which is going to happen to every single one of us? So get your paperwork in order, tell your family where the paper is. We sometimes in our own, you know, we have our things in three, four different drawers, but even when we try to find our paper, sometimes we can't find them. So have a third party try to look for your papers. I know when I when I go visit homes of people that have passed away and I try to find any information, a lot of people are hoarders. Where do I start? Where am I gonna find all those papers? They tell me he has a will. Where's the will? You know, he has insurance. Well, I don't know if people know, but there's no central bank of information for insurance. So if you don't call every single company, you're not gonna get that information. Uh, also you know uh, he has a will okay what kind of a will was it a notarized will you know done in front of a a notary or or a lawyer or was it a will that was done in front of uh, two witnesses and do people know the difference do people understand the costs associated with finding this information and looking for this information like i said it's subjects it's, it's conversations we don't have but virginia It is the most, these are the most important conversations we can have because when your family has to be exposed to the situation, normally at that point they're torn apart. They want to deal with maybe mourning, but they can't because they have to find the paper. And when you're unorganized, it takes years to settle estates, not days or months, but years. When you're organized, it can take a year. When you're not organized... It takes years. I was speaking to somebody recently when I was in uh, I was in South Carolina. He told me his grandfather, it took them seven years for at probate. Seven years. We're talking about tens of thousands of dollars spent in probate to try to get that information. So my gosh, can we avoid all that trouble and that heartache and that fighting amongst people because nobody knows where to look and whose fault is it and oh my gosh Virginia it's it can be it can be horrible it can be really horrible and it tears people apart
0: so what you're saying is the cost is um many fold I mean obviously there's a financial cost because if they can't find this stuff it's gonna cost to try and get it pulled together because someone's gotta go out and do the investigation on it don't they
1: And so- normally it's a notary or a lawyer and if you're paying a hundred dollars an hour two hundred dollars an hour whatever you're paying make sure you got a bank account that's going to be able to pay that amount of money
0: that's right and so you've got that cost which you which you're very clear on that it can cost tens of thousands of dollars just to get the paperwork together to settle the estate then you're talking about the emotional cost because if you as the individual who is not gotten your life into a box and I have to say most of my life's in a box but after looking at your stuff I need more stuff in that box (laughs) But it's your responsibility, and it's, but when you don't do it, the emotional cost to your family and your loved ones can be much greater. As you say, everyone needs to have that opportunity to go through a period of mourning, and they don't need to have to pull their hair out trying to figure out where this is located and where that is located. So uh, the costs go um, way beyond the financial cost
1: so sure i'm sure virginia people don't even have any idea the costs on all levels whether it's you know mental whether it's physical whether it's uh, it's psychological it's financial it's it's everything honestly it's everything
0: i get it so instead we're going to talk about being prepared for the inevitable because we all do uh, we all will pass i know many of you are very young and it's the last thing on your mind but it does happen even to young people, unfortunately. There are tragic accidents. There are tragedies you can't foresee. And so uh, by ignoring it, you're, you're ignoring something that is inevitable. If you just got it taken care of, and then you can easily add to it as things change. Let's talk about that, um, whether or not people are prepared for the inevitable.
1: You know, it's fantastic that you're saying that because the young people, the advantage for them is once you start when you're young, You know, you'll always just update. So it's no work for you. It's work for us that are 50 years old and over that, you know, we've never done it. And all of a sudden you're saying, oh my God, which papers are necessary? Which ones do I really need? What's really important? So, you know, paper is very stressful. So we accumulate it because we're not sure, will we need it in the future? Will we not need it? So let's keep boxes of paper. But honestly, you don't need all that paper. If you would just keep your last, statements, that would be good enough, but you need to know which ones are really important, which ones are really necessary. And so by doing that, by you, you, under, you understand also that that is a lot of clutter. And once you remove that clutter, it's freedom. Knowing what you need and then just updating the information, oh my gosh, that's thousands of pounds of weight off your shoulders because you do know that everything we own, we do carry on us, right? So by eliminating that, you release tons of pressure and stress on yourself and on other people too of what am I going to look for And which which is the latest copy which is a lawsuit oh my god is this insurance still valid which people don't even know so putting up the most updated version is the best gift you can give to yourself
0: all right I'm gonna be the devil's advocate here <laughs> it's, it's not I don't think it's that people don't want to be organized I think it's that they don't even know where to start or how do they fit this into their life that is already in overwhelm. So, and no, it's just one of those things that keeps getting put off and put off. Do you have any strategies or tips to help people just get started so they can start to unload a little bit of the burden?
1: You know what that's why we came up with the life in the box because we've done all the work for you we tell you exactly what it is that you need what you need to keep in your box and then we have the forms that give your family all the information what is the most important information and the first thing i'll tell people the, the two most important things Do you have a will is your will put that in front of a notary or a lawyer. It's the most important information you need. And here in Quebec, we have something called the mandate of protection, the mandate of incapacity. So that if somebody gets into a coma, for example, the bank accounts normally will freeze. But if you have the mandate of incapacity, then your family member will be able, or whoever you, you put inside, will be able to take care of your bank accounts while you're in a coma or in a state where you cannot function. So I would say those are the two most important things. But do you know, Virginia, most people don't even have that. And so I know police officers who have been in a coma and their bank accounts were frozen and their wife couldn't pay the mortgage. So you are obliged to borrow money to be able to pay your mortgage the time that the person's in a coma. But what do you do if it's happening for a year? What do people do at that point, Virginia?
0: Okay, so I know there's probably some different terms for US and I'm certainly not even close to an expert in this, but I know that you do want to have forms also for if you are incapacitated that someone can make decisions for you. And that may not necessarily sure. be financial decisions. So there there might be power of attorneys. You can also provide, as I say, I'm not a lawyer. I don't know exactly, but What you're saying is that you wanna start with making sure at least that the will has been notarized or in front of a lawyer. Um, And there's of course many other ways you can go beyond just a will, but that's just kind of the basic. And then the other one you said is the mandate of incapacity, at least in Canada. And since we have some Canadian viewers here, I imagine that they're um, aware of that. So those are the first things that you would say you start with to put into your box. But what's the whole... What's the whole legacy thing? I mean, you know, I love the, the life box legacy idea that you've created. And so, you know, what is what is everything else? How many um, can we go over today without going sure. over time? <laughs> and okay, just super short. And then we have a gift as well, but just give them a little bit more um, idea of what they need to start gathering.
1: Okay, so we have come up with the box, right? And with the box, we separate your life in eight categories. So we tell you the most important information, for example, is personal information. Who's your family? What's your, soul? you know, us it's a social insurance number, you it's a social security number. Do you know that if somebody passes away, if you don't have that number, you cannot even get the money that the government gives you to be able to use for a burial of somebody. And so, you know, just those, do you have brothers and sisters? What are the dates of birth? What are the dates of birth of your parents? When did they pass away? Where are they? Do you have, you uh, you know, are you uh, immigration papers? Maybe you're a citizen of another country. So this is all the information that you need to have electronic information today. We're living in an era of electronics. Does anybody know your username to get into your computer? We put everything in there, our, our photos, everything. But what will your family do if they can't, if they don't know? That information cannot be opened up by any technician. Well, they say, okay, well, we'll find you the password and we'll give you all the information. Then we continue all your legal information. You have accountants. Do you have, like we said before, do you have a will? Do you have a mandate of incapacity? Do you have a death? Do you have, you know, maybe your spouse passed away? Do you have the death certificate? Do you have, if if you've been divorced, those papers are very important. Your family needs them for, for future reference. Also insurance, you do know that if you don't have any uh, the policy number of an insurance, well, then you can't claim the insurance. And I would say, let's go one step further with the insurance. I would tell people that have an insurance that's been, you know, they've had it for maybe 10 or 20 years to call up that insurance company because, you know, a lot of times insurance companies, they change two, three, four, five, ten times. But do you know that somewhere along the way you can lose that insurance because you didn't know that it changed that to that and this to this? So you kind of have to... Uh, do fill in the blanks and, and you know point the point the dots together so that you can get to the insurance company that it's at today, so your family can claim a stake on that insurance. Also, if you continue, you have homes, you have a car. Where is all that information? Does the home belong to you? Do you maybe own land somewhere else? What about your finances and your investments? What about that information? Do you know when you go see a notary and you ask them, well, you know what? I'd like to know the finances of my brother or my sister to see if I want to claim their estate when they pass away, a notary or a lawyer is going to charge you a minimum of $2,000 to give you that information. So it's costs that you never even thought about. But the worst thing about that is most people will say, I'm not going to invest in this. So, you know, do you know what happens at that time? Here in Quebec alone, there's $300 million in unclaimed estates, which means land, money, and everything else, which means everywhere else, in every other state, and every other country, the government, too, claims the state. The insurance company is obliged to pay out the money, so if you didn't know about it, the government will claim that money. So, but this is stuff people
0: are not aware of, so if you have the information... we should pause here for a second. (laughs) Did you say $300 million (laughs) is unclaimed at this point in Canada? In Quebec? No, just in Quebec alone. Just in Quebec. Okay. Okay. Because I was going to say that. Okay. That makes even more sense. 300 just in Quebec alone. Just in Quebec. So we have no idea what that means for the United States, but it's got to be millions and millions, maybe billions. No, you better believe it. must be in the billions if we're talking
1: about all the states together.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, this is, um, it's not necessarily a fun topic, you guys, but it, let's talk about it from the standpoint of the weight that it will take off of your shoulders if you organize this stuff put it in a box as she said it's a life box legacy that you can put together and and, and then of course it's always a good idea to tell somebody or a few people where it's located I'm <laughs> absolutely. Not I have box, but where it's located. <laughs>
1: that's the most important you see as I said here we tell you for example this one in your personal information and in your uh, electronic information we give you a checklist we tell you what are the most important papers that you need to put inside so once you put that in there and it's good for a couple so you put that in there your family will know everything and this box you know people will say somebody will rob the box i'm 22 years in the police nobody will rob your paper box the more important information which is the forms that we fill out Yes, this is your main information. This, absolutely, you do not leave this lying around. You put this in a, in a box. Some people have safe boxes at home. I do not recommend you put it in a bank safety deposit box because when you're settling an estate, the bank accounts freeze, and so you won't have access to that until the, state has been, the estate has been taken care of. So that can be a year later. So I would say you either give this with your notary or your lawyer, or you put it in a safe box. You know, so this is the information, the most important information that we say. And once you fill this out, your family will have no questions to ask about, oh, does she have insurance? Uh, Does she have, okay, what are her finances? What are her bank accounts? What are her investments? They're going to know everything that you have. So that, when you go see a lawyer with that, can you imagine the thousands of dollars that you save because they don't have to do the work for you? And you do know, Virginia, that every paper that's missing in your box Oh, they will charge you for every single one so with one paper that you would that you would pay to them it would cost you less to buy the box
0: <laughs> yes it would cost you less to buy the box and put the stuff in yourself and then put it in your lawyers hands or in safekeeping with someone in your family either one would work. well you know how much how much time on average, I know it's going to vary because some people are more organized and other people say are, say are paper orders, but how much time do you think someone should realistically set aside to gather all this information? okay so i've done the work myself because
1: i wanted to calculate it and see exactly so the thing is if you're if whether you're organized or unorganized it doesn't matter because we've done the work for you okay so that's one big stress off your head and so i say if you go through your paperwork and you take out all the papers that we tell you and then you fill out the forms so filling out the forms alone takes about an hour an hour and a half all depending on what you owe so obviously if you have a lot of uh, investments it's going to be a little bit more time most of us have one house one car well that page you know is 5 minutes if you have uh, you know if you have your personal information that's not things that change so pretty much you know your names of your brothers your sisters your parents that pretty much stays the same you have children that stays the same uh, electronic information is something that could change and finances also so that's something that you know you need to keep up to date every once in a while but i tell you once you've done the work which if you're starting at zero i'd say invest an hour a week an hour a week to clean out the papers and find the ones that we're telling you. And once you have it all down, you know, do one paper every week. It's going to take you 10 to 15 minutes, and it won't seem like something heavy. Or Because when, when you go see a notary and the lawyer and you ask them to give you a financial paper so that you can fill it up, it's 60 pages long, and it's black and white, and it's scary. When you look at that, you say, oh, my God, I'm not filling that out. But our kit is very easy, as you can see. We fill in the blanks just so you can do a little.
0: Yeah, we'll, you can hold we'll it up th- there real steady for a minute, and then they'll have a chance to take a look at it. So you can talk behind it.
1: Yeah, so here we, here we have pretty much somebody who does their investment information. So we tell you what type of investment do you have. Click it off. Who's the resource person? If you have a banking institution, we'll just put up your account number, their address, city, and phone number. And the same works with all of it. So at least your family will know who's the resource person. Because sometimes things change, right? But the resource person who's been taking care of your investments, that's not going to change. And if it's referred to somebody else, well, they're going to have kept all that information.
0: Great. They so it's just, That's
1: so, good. Yeah. So it, it's just, it's simple. It's fill in the blanks. As I said, with, the, with the, the, what I showed you before, the Bob, you lift it up we tell you exactly what you need to put in there and you know yes i'm from canada you're from the us things are pretty much similar you might call it a social insurance a social security number we call it a social insurance number but in the end it comes up to the same thing and maybe our our investments might be called something else it doesn't matter you can just cross it out and put up you know your i think it's a 401 or something like that tk 401 what are your uh, what are your retirement plans called
0: yeah, 401k is the one. Yeah, of that's
1: it. Yeah. That's it. So you would just put that in. But for the most part, if you have everything in a place where your family, if something happens to you, they can take care of it, that's the most important thing. And I tell people, it's not just for your husband or wife or children. For example, child tragedies do happen sometimes. What if your brother and sister would have to take care of your estate? They don't know anything about you because we never discuss that with family. But if you don't discuss it with them, if you don't at least tell them, I have my box, did you know that the government will come and seize all of your assets instead of your own family getting it? So I, I see this is not just for your immediate, but you know, for your brothers and sisters and any other people, your loved ones, your cousins, anybody else that you're close to, before it goes to the government, I believe it should pass through the hands of your family first.
0: I'm sure everyone on the show, both live and in replay, would agree with you. And I just want to add a quick welcome to Jane. She's here and she, um, she I already said hi to her before, but she said, great idea. We don't have children. So my sister would have to do it all. I think she's referring to after the fact. Right. Um, and then we've got Susan here from Chicago. Welcome, Susan. And uh, uh, as I said, we have Julianne. I don't know if I'd said hi to her. She's from Southern California. So we got a few people in here from the States now. Um, so you guys that are watching live go ahead and put any questions that you might have uh, for soteria in the comment section we would love to provide those to her right now and um soteria why don't you tell them about how they can get a free checklist from you by going to your website and you talk about it and i will put the address up for them tell absolutely
1: them how to it so ladies and gentlemen, if there are any, go to www.nizovie.com. Scroll down to the bottom of the page. You'll see that it might be in French because here in Quebec, first language is French. So click on top. You can switch it to English if you want to read all about us and you know what we do and why we've started, what, what, what's our mission. And click to the bottom of the page. At the bottom of the page, you will see that you have a... Uh, Put in your email for a free checklist and it would be my pleasure and honor to send you that. So at least as a starting place to know which personal information are the most important. What what information does your family need at the get-go if something happens to you? What are the papers that, that are most important for them to use?
0: Okay, got that up there for them. Um, Yeah, just make sure that you you go there, and as she said, you have to scroll down to find that, but it's there for you, and we definitely want you to be able to take advantage of it. Let me get my screen back up here. There we are, Um, because I think it's a good starting place. And then um, if they want to go into the full uh, legacy box, life legacy box, uh, just a little bit of information on that for everyone.
1: Okay, so you can scroll where it says order. Go on to the page and make sure you click in English. And on the left-hand side, you're going to see it has it also in different uh, currency So presently, it's on Canadian. So make sure you switch to American. And you guys are lucky because it's a dollar thirty to our dollar. So your dollar is worth more than ours. <laughs> so it's even more worth it for you guys to buy our product than it is for us Canadians.
0: Okay, it's a sale. We're announcing a sale. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah so and you, you and you know what as i said as i said earlier sorry virginia you know for the price of one box it's not even one visit with a notary or with a lawyer who would help you get all your paperwork together and you know if this is it's not even about the money it's about you know loving your family enough to say hey this i want to make this easy for them and And you know what instead of having the government take it and why shouldn't it go to my family i mean if we worked i've heard people tell me well you know what i really don't care when i when i pass away let my family you know let them let them deal with it then and i look at them and i say well then why don't you just give it to the government right now you know stop working and just give it to them don't even spend it and they look at me like wow but you know if that's what you're going to tell me that's what i'm going to answer you because you didn't work your whole life to let the government take what you worked hard for
0: well and you give enough to the government because you work as it is <laughs> so you don't need to give anything extra to them and you certainly your family is going to be going through enough stress and when when you do pass and that's just one less thing one less thing for you to worry about if, if you are you know if you suddenly fall ill or have an accident and you have not taken care of this basic organization of putting your important papers into a box you're going to add to your stress level and healing because you're worrying about, well, do I have everything in place? What if What if something happens to me? You're adding stress to your life. So get this taken care of now, so you don't worry about it when you do have something stressful and challenging to deal with. You know, I'm Virginia, just helping. Helping. People. Yeah, absolutely. You
1: know, I have to say something that here in Quebec, we're a little bit, we're a little bit more blessed than other places because we have uh, the civil status here. They work with the police to help us at least if you're born in Quebec i'll be able to find your mother your father your brothers your cousins i'll be able to find everybody but unfortunately it doesn't work like that in any other province or in the states if you don't know the exact place where somebody's born you don't have access to that information so did you know how many people pass away virginia and their families don't even know that they passed away because not everybody's close you understand there's people that don't see their brothers and sisters for 30 40 50 years and then you never you'll never even find out that they passed away because they couldn't find you because they didn't know which state they were born in. They didn't know which city they were born in. And I can tell you that I've seen, uh, you know, one story that strikes me the most is I had a woman pass away. She was um, 85 years old and she had had a will done in front of a lawyer and a notary. And she had a hundred thousand dollars and, you know, enough money. where she passed away that she could get a nice burial and do everything she wanted. But because everybody in her will had predeceased her her, her, her will was null and void which means when she passed away they wanted to put her in a in the ground with all the unclaimed bodies so even though she had a she had a place where you know with her family the government was not going to do that for her so her social worker ended up paying to to cremate her and then she she was obliged to make to ask for a refund from the estate to get her paid back but if she did not have the social worker they would have put her in the ground as an unclaimed body That's the way it works, Virginia.
0: That is the reality of it all. That is, that's bizarre. I've never heard such a thing. So even though she had a will and it was done properly, it's null and void because she has no living relatives, at least that they could find. That's right. Had she gone beyond the living relatives of just her immediate family to maybe cousins or second cousins? I couldn't find anybody. Because I
1: couldn't find anybody, that means the government would claim a stake. So he took her hundred thousand dollars. But the worst thing about it was that he was going to take her hundred thousand dollars and then put her with the unclaimed bodies as a you know as, a, as an extra body that you know had nowhere to go, as if nobody ever claimed her. That's that's the worst part of it all. I, I, at that point, honestly, I wanted to call the media, but thankfully, her social worker took care of her. Otherwise. I was pulling my hair, I said, this is unacceptable. Can you imagine, you you save $100,000, you ask for some last wishes, but because you're, everybody predeceases you, it goes to the government, and the government doesn't care. He's not gonna respect any of your wishes. You're gonna go on a dumping ground like everybody else, and we're not gonna even, you know, we're just gonna put a little plaque, and if nobody claims your body in the next 10 years, well, too bad, you'll be covered by other bodies. Oh, is
0: this is sad. I, I mean, I, I guess we have to have a reality check here. Um, Okay, if that isn't enough, go get your life legacy box created. Uh, I don't know what it is. Oh, this has been really, really informative, Soteria. I really appreciate your coming on the show. Uh, we don't have any other questions here, than Jane asked where can we buy, and we gave the website address for that. So um, I'm just going to, you know, finalize everything here by saying thank you to our viewers both live and those in replay i hope you found this information valuable even if it might have been a little uncomfortable but you know we've got people like soteria out there that are doing this investigative work day in and day out because of missing persons or trying to find family members of the deceased so you could make it easier for your loved ones and also for yourself and the stress in your own life if you get this taken care of I know it's given me a nudge to take a look at what I do have gathered and maybe get it all in one place because I agree with you that um, it's very hard for anyone to find it if they don't know where it is because if you can't find it <laughs> then how can you expect someone else to find it And and don't forget you sometimes you can find
1: it but you're gonna have to pay fees to lawyers and notaries are you willing to pay that money to find the information because in the end it comes out to the dollar
0: Absolutely. Well, just very, very valuable information. Thank you so much for your expertise and sharing your passion. And obviously, I think you've got a great product that looks like it's going to be a benefit for hopefully hundreds of thousands of people. So thank you so much for being here today. Any last word before we Thank
1: you. Thank you, everybody. And you know what? If it just plants a seed of consciousness within you that you say, you know what? I'm going to take one step today because sometimes it's too much for everybody. But if you just take that that one little step, you know, just look at the list, get your list and look at it and say, wow. And then, you know, it takes you to the next step. Some people need to digest this slowly, but please do this for yourself. You do not understand the gift that it is to you and your family. And you will you will probably never realize the, the importance of it. But when I hear people that are, you know, take take some six, seven years to get to 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 take care of an estate and to deal with it, my God, can you imagine if you already had that and you could do it within a year, and it's not stressful, but then you can actually live mourn the way you need to mourn without having to deal with all the other stressors. So, God bless you all, and you know, best of luck in everything. And you know,
0: any questions? Please feel free to write to me on uh, on EZOB. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much, Soteria. We really appreciate it. And thank you for those of you who are here with us live today. We appreciate your taking the time. Everyone have a fabulous, productive week, and we'll see you next week on the Inspirational Businesswoman Show. Bye-bye now.